Yes, my girl. Five of crib parenting. Can you believe we've been doing this for a month? No. It feels <laughs> a lot longer. In a good way. Because <laughs> it has been a lot longer. I yes. remember talking to you about this idea back in, I think this it was was November of last, of last year. year, right? Because yep. pandemic boredom. And <laughs> I had this lovely idea that we'd just get it all worked out and you know, we post our first episode in January. <laughs> Didn't even come close to happening. No, that's okay, though. But we finally know what we're doing. So Sort of. Yes. <laughs> so the recording that we started this episode with is our youngest child. And she has asked me several times what was my first word. And I, I don't remember what her first word is wow. because she would always jabber. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember either. I don't remember either. I love that recording because um, I had just come in the door from work mm-hmm. and uh, I got stopped in the doorway and she was telling me all about her day. She knew what she was saying, clearly, but we didn't know. I know. Thing. Yeah, I love it her. was adorable. It's one of my favorite memories. Yeah, so. I know. I, I, it always makes me so happy when I'm able to capture them because there are far more that I'm not able to capture. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually going to talk about. So, um, we called this episode Birth of a Flower because that is our nickname for her. And, and how did she get that nickname? So, do you remember when we had moved into our condo, and we were both working full-time, and um, you, by going full-time, had lost any access to to government benefits? Yep. And so, I was getting up at 4.20 in the morning, getting us both ready for work. And, um, did you know I'm not a morning person? Really? (laughs) I would have never guessed... Nor are you a late night person either, but that's for another another day. Yes. So I'm not a morning person. Or late night. Or or a late night person. And by the time we 
were driving over to the train. We're... Well, let's say I was driving and you were walking behind me. Trudging. Trudging. <laughs> Feeling... Uphill both ways <laughs> Feeling... in the snow. Yes, exactly. Feeling very sorry for myself. Like, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to go back to bed. And we would go past these flowers. Which are actually, they're not there anymore, are they? No, they're not. They're not there. But we would go past these flowers, and they would make me smile. And no matter how sad or grumpy I was, or tired I was, they those flowers would make me smile. Now, I'm no botanist, but... I remember you know, that there is still a kind of a wrought iron fence mm-hmm. there, and those flowers, they'd have these huge uh, buds on them, mm-hmm. and they just poke through the the slats in that fence and invite you to touch them. Do you, I do you remember what color they were? I remember well, it was dark, but I remember them <laughs> kind true. of being a combination of a dark maroon. Uh, so a dark, dark red color mm-hmm. and uh, some white at the base. Yeah, it was always the smell that would make me smile. I think we were most likely usually in too much of a hurry for me to touch them <laughs> those days, but I love their smell. So that's why we call Ari our youngest flower, because no matter how grumpy of a mood I'm in, she can always make me smile. <laughs> I love her. Yes. So, me too. Um... She was a surprise. <laughs> yes, she was. <laughs> We've talked about it before, but disabled people have romantic relationships, and Marie was taking a nap, and I was in the mood. So, <laughs> and then I was I was late, because we wanted a second child. Yeah, we but- did. We were... Maybe planning to wait one more year. One more year. And when she actually came. Yep. And she, she, she came and (laughs) I remember, um, when we were, um, waiting to hear whether we would get a heartbeat with her, Mm -hmm. I was, I started, I started shaking. I was so scared (laughs) and we did, we got a heartbeat with her and I was so I was so happy. And do you remember? Do you remember that I was on the table, and Marie saw me up on the table and got. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She burst into tears because <laughs> she was so worried for mommy. Oh, I know. Oh yeah. Um, I forgot about that. She was probably not quite two at the time. Yeah, yeah. No, she wasn't because they're they're only twenty three months apart. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like. 18 months or whatever it was. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember the lovely text I sent you when I was pregnant with Ari? Um, um, actually I do. <laughs> uh, so I was out running errands, um, <laughs> Probably going to, I think I was going to pick up some groceries. And I ran into my brother. Um, and so he asked me if, uh, he asked me about going to dinner just 
at a nearby restaurant. And so I texted you. Uh-huh. And... <laughs> oh, mama. I was not quite prepared for the barrage of uh, expletives that were thrown my way. Um, you had been stuck home, as I recall. So my text with to you, we'll leave out the expletives, but I haven't left this blanking house for three blanking days, but you go with your blanking brother and you have a blanking good time. And each one of those, um, each one of those words, the blanks actually started with an, an F. <laughs> yep. I knew right then I was in trouble. And so the next thing I so, know... So, yes. Your brother opens the door and says, We brought dinner! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I showed the text to my brother and, and said, <laughs> uh, We better get it to go and get back to my place right away. <laughs> so... Thank you for not <laughs> running away. <laughs> oh, I wanted to. I was scared spitless. But Yeah, I um oh I was a little bit overwhelmed with like what how how am I gonna manage to people <laughs> at this young age? And I had discovered um think how to put it so when we got married I told my sister that we were um getting married and she said you know he doesn't drive and I said well I know but we'll be fine and she goes Tara you know what your problem is and I said what and she goes all you see is rainbows and roses (laughs) (laughs) and I remember thinking what's wrong with rainbows and roses I like rainbows and roses well the problem with rainbows and roses is it's not entirely realistic no. Um, and after we had Marie, I discovered that being a stay-at-home mom is lonely and isolating. Especially when you can't get in a car and go drive. Yeah, yeah, places. exactly. Exactly. And I went through uh, a lot of depression, um, which I was really surprised at because I was so grateful to have this little tiny baby that I wanted for so long but you know you just can't really have a discussion about how to solve the United States national debt with it with a one month old and it was just diaper after diaper after diaper and I was like oh I'm struggling podcasts helped to somewhat keep me sane um and so when Ari came along I think I was just really like scared about how am I gonna go back to this like moment and because at that time was Marie out of diapers no 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 she was (laughs) no I was changing two diapers for a couple of (laughs) a couple of years um yeah lucky you I know I know and you were no help thanks a lot (laughs) well you know you did pay for the diapers though oh well yes thank you (laughs) Thank you for that. I did. You know, I have to say, that is one of the few perks of of having a physical disability where your arms don't work very well and your hands don't work. Gee darn, you can't change a diaper. 
That is yet an experience I have to have. Exactly. So. So I remember being at the hospital with Ari, um, giving birth to Ari, and. Which was so anticlimactic, compared to. Oh, that's right. Marie's birth, we had scheduled, we had scheduled Ari's C-section. Mm-hmm. We went in. Went to the OR. They did the surgery. Out came Ari. So tear it back up. You know, back we went to the recovery room and and spent some time in the hospital. Whereas with Marie, it was a 36-hour labor and you were eating ice chips like there was no tomorrow. So I normally hate ice chips. Yes. Um... I remember her C-section, this really poignant moment with Ari, which is I was sitting on the, about to sit on the operating table and they were about, they were numbing me up, you know, and describing what was going to, that that was going to feel like. And I had this moment of just deep um, gratitude for, for where we are in the world and the time of history and, um, yeah, I, I have a friend in the blind community who had um, one of her children is adopted and the other three were C-sections. And we were talking about it. She said, I just couldn't, couldn't get a baby out the regular way. It just did not work for me. And I'm in that same situation. And I was just so thankful for uh, so many people who had gone before me who made it possible for us to safely have you know, the two best kids that have ever walked the planet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we were in the hospital, and when we had been in the hospital with Marie, uh, I had asked a bunch of people to come and kind of stagger their visits. And with Ari, I said, well, let's just have them all, you know, have them all plow in on um, Friday afternoon. Do you remember this? Uh, vaguely, it was... It was- Friday the day she was born? No, I think she's born like on Tuesday or something. Oh. So I thought, we'll just have everybody come in on Friday. And my sister had come by. Um, and I will always be so grateful for the way that she handled this situation. Um, this is my sister that reminded me that we can't drive <laughs> when we got married. But anyway, so um, she, I was just kind of zoned out. The nurse was kindly changing Ari. I figured I'll get all the diaper changing help I can get before I go home. Yep. And this, somebody walks into our room and I didn't even, I was like not paying attention. And they said, hi, they said, hi, I'm somebody, I'm the hospital social worker. And at that point I went. The hairs on the back of both of our necks went up. Yeah, yeah. And um, so I said to the nurse, you know, hand me my baby, please. <laughs> Over my dead body, are you taking this kid? Um, because one of the things that disabled people face is we just, we face a lot of doubt and we face... Doubt from others. Yeah, yeah, we face, and I think we face doubt from ourselves. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and it's... I don't know, when you can find somebody who believes in you more than you believe in yourself, um, man, you treasure those people. Anyway, um, so 
I took the baby back and she introduces herself as the hospital social worker. And we had been in a, before we'd ever had kids, we had been in a meeting of blind parents. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. And we had asked them, how do you handle this situation? Because if you get disabled parents together, we'll all tell you that this is our, our biggest fear. Like, just standing in front of me. So visually, mm-hmm. she came into the room. She had a, a clipboard with some papers on it. She looked very official, had the, had the clipboard poised and, and ready to write. And she asked each person in the room uh, for our names and uh, our relationships to each other. And then didn't she also want to know where we lived, where each person lived? I, that's my recollection, too, that she was starting to ask where everybody lived. Yeah. And then she was asking, you know, how are you getting home? And I tried a small joke of, oh, well, I'll be driving everybody. And that went over like a... Lead balloon. My sister left. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And so... I'm glad she was there. I know I am, too. Um... I will always be so grateful because she didn't say a word. Yep. She wanted to... Uh, Punch her. Yeah, but she didn't. She let us handle it. And so, do you remember the conversation? Do you remember? Like, she she was asking... Yeah, she was, she was asking all these questions about, do we have enough help? Um, do we have, you know, do we have resources? And... It finally came to a point where both you and I um, stopped her and said, Look, ma'am. I, 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 yeah, I said, Why are you here? And she goes, well, I'm just a hospital social worker. And I started crying and I said, You know what people like you do? People like you take children away from people like me. That's what people like you do. Yeah. No, she... I mean, I don't want to, like, obviously. Obviously, there's an important role in the fact that not everybody in our society is cut out to be parents. <laughs> right, right. And I don't want to... And I love, I love social workers. I mean, my, some of my really close colleagues at work are social workers. Right. So this is and not like a... So this is not meant to be a bash on social workers. Just one particular social worker. <laughs> right, right. And uh, she could tell how stressed we were and the interview stopped at that point she said i'm not here to take your baby away i don't want to do that uh i i like i just like cats and she lifted up the back of her clipboard to show us the picture of a cat that was on it you know she she i think was also flustered and trying to um, trying to ease the situation. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, and, and I've never thought about that, you know, her side of it until, you know, until now. But, but she, um, and then she left. But, you know, I was talking to um, a friend of mine who's, we've met through the blind community. She's one of my favorite people. She has a blind child. 
And um, I always tell her, you're the blind mom that all the blind people wish we'd had because (laughs) you have high expectations and you're patient. (laughs) Um, And she said, she said, and I said, you know, so I guess, I guess that's just kind of what happens. And she said, you know, Tara, no social worker ever came to visit, social worker ever came to visit me when I was in the hospital. Hmm. And so sometimes having to deal with the endless doubts of people is just so exhausting. Yes. So, yeah. Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> if you're ready. Oh, yeah. We're now, that depressing. Now topic. to a happier topic. Which is stories about our Ari. I love that kid so much. <laughs> she reminds me so much of my first beloved guide dog. Oh, <laughs> God. We'll, we're going to do a guide service dog episode. Um, but... Hani just did nothing by half, and our little flower does nothing by half. I love her so much. <laughs> I remember one worrying about how Marie would react to Ari. Did you, did you worry about that? A little bit. And, and occasionally Marie would be like, put her in her swing, Mom. <laughs> yeah, this was right after we came home. With Ari. Yeah, but for the most part, she's always been such a kind, caring, generous big sister. I mean, she is just, she is so great. So my my mom has a tradition where she gives everybody bears. Stuffed bears. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) She just drags in a real live grizzly (laughs) from Yellowstone for each grandchild. (laughs) We've got two hiding in our closet. (laughs) If ever the kids aren't doing chores, we just bring them out. (laughs) We need to get bears. (laughs) Anyway, she gives them stuffed bears from um, Build-A-Bear. And she has those little recording things. And each family says a little, you know, welcome to the family kind of message. Oh, but it's not that prim and proper and with with your family. Well, no, no. Which is great. It's, it's they're fun. Yes, yeah. Mom's it's, mom's always doing some nice song or something, and everybody else is just like, "Goo goo gaga." That's right. I remember. That was one of my big brothers that did that. Anyway, so so when Ari got her bear. Well, when all the kids had received their bears, they're, they're getting their bears like three months and they don't, you know, they just don't register. But when Ari got her bear, she got so excited and was <laughs> making all these happy sounds. I felt bad because I'd just given her her bear while my mom was there and hadn't waited for you to come home. Yeah, that's right. I do remember Yeah, because I didn't think she was going to... That was rude. <laughs> it really was rude because she got so excited and you I missed it. I haven't forgiven you for that. Well, I haven't forgiven you for the mirror. <laughs> we don't need to discuss the mirror. <laughs> okay, we'll save the mirror for another podcast. No, we'll forget about the mirror. I am never forgetting about the mirror. <laughs> Forgive, forget, move on. I have the funniest stories about suckers and going to the bank. Braille credit cards are actually a thing. It is so rad. They use little micro micro braille, so it's slightly smaller braille. But they braille your credit card. 
but occasionally, since they're railing so few credit cards, occasionally it's a bit of a you know battle. Like, could you could you take this credit card back and give me a braille one? And so I went with my my dad dropped me by the bank one time, and um, and they gave us suckers for the for the kids. And we, they were eating their suckers, and Ari had sucked her sucker down to, like, the soggy stick part of the sucker, you know? So I, I took, took it out of her mouth. I'm like, okay, we're, we're done with that. You're going to be sucking the nasty stick. And so I took it out of her mouth, and she starts getting mad, and Marie was telling me off, Mom, you took Ari's sucker. That is such a mean thing to do. Gosh, Mom. I know. You know, never mind, we don't want our children to chill. <laughs> exactly. But. <laughs> and I remember another time Ari was having a nap in the car when we stopped by the bank. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You can hear where this is going. And um, she was having a nap in the car. And so I just got Maria sucker. <laughs> and Ari woke up and saw that Marie was having a sucker and she wasn't having a sucker and boy she let me know that she did not approve of that and she couldn't talk then you know english she was just using ari her jabberies jabberies yeah yep yes she who you don't want to get on ari's bad side <laughs> i remember when she was a baby and we were at your parents and she was your parents also had a baby swing for their oh, that's right. And Ari was in the baby swing, and all the cousins were kind of hanging out by her, and she was very content. And then all the little cousins moved away, and she let everybody know that she wanted everybody back. <laughs> Come back. It was very cute. She wanted to be the center of attention. Yep. <laughs> and she's still that way, to, to quite an extent. Oh, she knows how to work it. Yep. As I make recordings of the kids, I can't capture all the moments. <laughs> I so wish I, I wish I could. I've expressed that a few times before on our podcast. And um, one of my favorite um, phases she went through was when she told you that you had... How did she say it? Oh, that's right. That I have cricket arms. Yeah, it was cricket hands. Oh, yeah, cricket hands. And the way way she said cricket was so cute. And that's why you're in a wheelchair. And mommy has cricket eyes, and that's why she's blind. Yep, that's right. right. And the the other day, actually, she, she said to us, Daddy, you have no talent because you're stuck in a wheelchair. And mommy, your only talent is bumping into things. Uh... Out of the mouths of babes. They keep us humble, don't they? I know. I remember the feeding phase that she went through. Oh, gosh. (laughs) She decided... It was pretty cute. She decided that it was her job to feed you. Yes. How old was she? Was she like three? Yes. Yeah, she was like three. I, I could never say no. Uh, to her because I loved that she wanted to help and and it was so cute and 
also it was very frustrating because I would probably get one or two bites and a lot of times you know she would want to want to do this thing with the spoon or the fork where she just balanced it on the side of the bowl so she made me have to lean way down <laughs> and try to catch the the food on the utensil before it would fall off <clears throat> and then i like i say i'd get one or two bites then she'd be off running around and playing i'd say hey can i have another bite no not right now <laughs> uh, and then and then one time i remember asking her for another bite and she told me no and then you excuse me you asked her if uh, you could feed me and she said no <laughs> i know so what i would often go through is i'd watch the rest of the family <laughs> eat and finish their meal while I had had maybe one bite of mine until dinner was over and Ari decided she was actually done and got down from the table. And then I would feed you. And then you would feed me, yes. Well, we finally got smart. I don't know why we didn't get smart earlier, but we, I, I decided to have Ari sit on my other side so that you could um you know maintain yeah so that i could actually your feed place you. at the table and feed me and ari could have the illusion of feeding you yes so she would get she'd give me one bite and then i'd still have help to eat dinner <laughs> here's with the my, rest of the family <laughs> here's my favorite story other than the telling you that you couldn't have a bite and i couldn't feed you is <laughs> so during the I have to feed daddy phase, um, we'd ask them if, you'd ask them if they wanted to sit by each other at dinner, which meant that they weren't gonna, you weren't gonna be fed. And so I go, oh, Ari, do you wanna feed daddy tonight? <laughs> and you go, with just all the despair. There's, there's a guy in, um, in Greek mythology who gets punished by the gods for doing something. And his punishment is that, that he, Right as he's about to eat, the harpies come and destroy all of his food. And you sounded just like that guy as yep. you go, I thought they were going to sit by each other and you were going to feed me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There again, though, I didn't have the heart to say no. I know. Because it's adorable and I don't want to turn down help from them. No, they're really sweet. Every time I get a new guide dog, I I cry about Hani. <laughs> because Hani just was magical. She was so special to me. And I... No. <laughs> you be nice about Hani. <laughs> I cry every time over the six hours of my life I lost chasing that dog. <laughs> Anyway. And every time I cry about Hani because she just was magical. She did nothing by half. She was so wonderful. And I And she ran herself into a pole. Let's just get at, get that out there. You're ruining the story. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm adding to it. And anyway, 
Every time I get a new dog, I cry about Dear Honey and how much I no. love Dear Honey uh, and how... Squirrel. <laughs> and Ari, I miss Honey less because Ari's in the world. Because Ari has Honey's same delight and love for life and enthusiasm and she does everything with her whole heart and I'm so grateful we have her. We actually have some people that we've talked to that are coming, gonna come on the podcast. I'm yes. excited. We have a blind friend of mine who is a professional woodworker and also a, a teacher. He teaches woodshop and he's gonna come on and talk about his story. And we've had a single mom who is blind who's gonna come, who's reached out and been interested. And we have another blind couple who's interested her parents so we are hoping to expand this out to be more than us we want to hear your stories and and share them yeah uh, with with the world we that would be a lot of fun yeah because i think that being disabled our lives are a lot like everybody else but we do end up having to do quite a few adaptations to a world that wasn't totally designed us yep and i think it's, i hope we can get a lot of other people on our podcast to tell their stories and how they adapt and show it can be done successfully exactly yep so our email address if you would like to tell your story our email address is crip parenting that's c-r-i-p-p-a-r-e-n-t-i-n-g at gmail.com. And we'll be back next week. Goodbye, everybody. This podcast is gratefully dedicated to the people of the disability civil rights movement. Every time we use public transportation, go to work, go to a school event with our children, We are living in the world you made possible.